It was at this moment that he knew. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! You are now listening to the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirreled retelling of pop culture history. It's Podcast 42 on the Podfix Network. His last name, do I ever have to say it? Mark Mothersbaugh. What is Caselli. that? Caselli. Caselli? Caselli. Okay. Well, one person on YouTube said Caselli, and one person said Cassell. I'm going to say Cassell. Two people actually said Caselli, so I was going to go with Caselli. But one was a robot that said Caselli, hmm. and one was a British person that said Caselli. <laughs> And then the American guy said Cassell. I think that's Boozy Boy, not Boogie Boy. It's Boogie Boy. Are you sure it's not Boozy Boy? I'm sure. I think it should be Boozy Boogie Boy. It's it's Boogie Boy because there was no Boozy back then. This is the 60s, 70s. Well, when did Boozy start? Boozy had to be around at some point. 2013. I don't think so. <laughs> Man, oh. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> is, is the album called... Q, are we not men? Or do I actually say question, are we not men? Answer, we are Devo. Or A, we are Devo. Well, that's an interesting one, too, because in the song, they don't say Q or A. But on the album cover, they just say, are we not men? We are Devo. D E V Devo. So as a British person, will they just. They're from Ohio. Brian Eno is, but Brian Eno is British. So he would therefore, like how they say, you know, instead of Don Quixote, it's Don Quixote. They're weird. I don't know. I don't know. But on that note, it's time for podcast (laughs) 42. (laughs) You get all the pre-show gaming this week. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. You already forgot who you were. (laughs) JL Trose. I'm Laura. Hi. I'm just really excited about my green microphone cover. This week, we are discussing Devo, which was requested. Uh, But before we get into all that, let's get into the beer cooler. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler. Yeah. All right, Jail. What is this scary beer that you brought? I brought just as promised for Laura an IPA. Thanks. But not just any IPA. I brought Dogfish Head's 90 Minute Imperial IPA. Now, the last 90 minute thing you brought was probably one of my favorite beers that we've ever tasted. No, that was the 75 minute. Oh, well, it was 75 minutes. Yeah. So this is extra 15 minutes. Extra 15 minutes. So because it's an Imperial IPA, it's extra hoppy and strong. So. So yum. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Not so worry. I packed my fork and knife. Where? It's my joke. Ah, but you didn't say it sooner. You enough. didn't pack anything. You just took the fork that Sabrina's husband gave us for the food. I, oh, that's <laughs> right. I meant Daniel. Packed Daniel packed fork. the silverware. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for the um, label, it's pretty basic. The label's getting a two. 
It's got some color to it. Um, it's got asparagus on the front, like Sabrina likes to They're think. They're hops. No, artichokes. 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 Oh, yeah. They're artichokes. hops. Uh, it looks like weed to me. Or Of course it does. Pre-ripened pine cones. All right, I'll give you that one. Thank you. <laughs> well, we're going to sip this throughout the episode, and we will give you what we think at the very end. Well, I smelled it, and I may just hand it over to JL. Oh, Laura's to- already chewing it. Yeah. Ugh. Um, It's got some interesting things happening there in the beginning. <laughs> What's wrong? It still might be better than Mother of Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's not hard to do. No. But right now, it's time to get out your pens and paper and apparently a throw-up bucket for Laura. Because it's pop quiz time. Okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. Remember, you have to take another sip for the ranking. Uh. <laughs> Save it for me for the post-show. Whatever you do, just don't throw up in the fishbowl until after we use it. Oh, that's what I should have done last week. Um. All right, pop quiz. This pop quiz is called Manufacturers of Whipped Cream Could Never Use the Song Whip It for Advertising. Fact. <laughs> they can't? No. No. They're not allowed? They could never do it. Because they can't whip it real good. Because. Do I have to explain it? Yeah. Because uh, whippets, when you take whipped cream <laughs> and, you, and you break the nozzle and you <laughs> suck in the, the gas that they use to make it go. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And you get high on that. Okay. Laura, <laughs> Laura, did you miss like the 15 minutes before the show when Sabrina and I were making whippet jokes the entire time? Yes. <laughs> I did. Apparently someone's done too many whippets already today. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Whippet, it, the whippets is a term. I just I explained get it. it. I get it. <laughs> but I don't know what we're talking about still. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, there's a way to break the whipped cream can yes. so you can get high off of okay. it. Do it's you know called I, Whippets. I didn't know that had a name, but I did read an article that someone, there was a restaurant trying to find out who was doing that in the cooler with all their whipped cream. <laughs> you didn't read an article. That was from a movie. <laughs> oh, a Ryan, Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> waiting. Waiting, yeah. Waiting. You know, waiting. I thought... I thought that was real life. I'm sorry. I was watching a restaurant too long. I was watching the news. <laughs> she thought it was pre-meal. <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't understand why we were sitting in the dark while it was happening. Yes. Okay. Or you could call this quiz. <laughs> oh, we're still on that yes. part. Okay. As the first part went over like a dead turd. <laughs> Paul Chomo from Varmint's Podcast requested this topic, and there is your plug, you bastard. That wasn't very nice to him. Um, it's uh, said with love. Okay. Okay. Five I think off. he should say it once more with feeling. Paul Chomo from Varmint's Podcast requested this topic, and there is your plug, you bastard. That wasn't very nice. I thought that I was, thought was very great. good. That was very good. It had a very You Killed Kenny to it. Paul Chomo from Varmint's Podcast <laughs> requested this topic, and there's your plug, you bastard. <laughs> okay, I like that one. That, okay. that one can stay. <laughs> and we are editing none of that. No. no. So three plugs for Varmint's podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> Hour into it, we're just getting to the quiz. <laughs> Which is a, a show on critters and animals. I love that movie, Critters. They kind of do what we do. They take one topic, like camels or humpback whales or 
ants or I was waiting tiger. for you to name another humpback or... animal. <laughs> <laughs> Koala? You started with camel and then went Duck to humpback whale. Oh, yeah, I did. So I was waiting for the third humpbacked animal. Yeah, varmints is very specific. They only do humpback animal episodes. <laughs> wow. So they've done two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is five general knowledge facts on Devo. In order of the easiest to the hardest to test your knowledge, score one point for each correct answer. Question number one. Mark Mothersbaugh wrote the theme song for what kids' TV show on Nickelodeon? Everyone should know this. Mark Mothersbaugh wrote the theme song for what kids' TV show on Nickelodeon? Is it animated? It Hint, it is animated. Is it currently on? Hint, there are no more hints. I thought everyone would know this. <laughs> hint. Um, no more hints. Try to think of a, a good one that doesn't entirely give it away. No, no, no more hints. Okay, no more. JL hints. just wants to get it right. No, I'm hoping I got it right. Hint diapers. Question number two. Hint diapers. Question number two. The members of the band Devo wore signature plastic red caps, commonly called what? Can you repeat the question? Question number two. <laughs> the members of the band Devo wore signature plastic red caps, commonly called what? They kind of look like pyramids. Still looking at me strangely. Question number three. <laughs> the song Whip It is commonly used in a joke about people going into coolers. <laughs> is, that, is that question for real? No. Uh, I was like, wait, we just talked about it. No. I no. might get one right. I get excited too. No, no, no. I was like, oh. Question number three. The song Whip It is featured on what 1980 Devo album? I would probably say this is their biggest album to date. Stop cheating. Hint, jail is cheating. <laughs> Question number four. The song Whip It was commonly used in a joke in a... No. <laughs> I already did that joke twice mm. now. The song Whip It was featured in a 2003 ad for what product? Hint, this is a product you could whip it. Hint. This is a product used for cleaning. Hint. Staring at me will not give you the answer. <laughs> I already wrote something down before you said cleaning. Mm. Hint. It's a product used for cleaning. <laughs> that is not a hint to throw you off. That is an actual hint. And the last and hardest question, although it seems like the first four questions were also extremely hard. Sabrina's still erasing number three. Hold on. Wait. We're not ready yet. We're erasing. Okay. Go ahead. I'm not going to get it anyways. I'm going to read it as I wrote it because it's wrong. But well, funny. this ought to be good. In 1878, <laughs> Devo appeared on Saturday Night Live <laughs> wearing what color of jumpsuits? Add a thousand years to that, and that's actually when the show aired. No, uh, yeah. In 1978, Devo appeared on Saturday Night Live wearing what color of jumpsuits? Hint, this is a color that is common for jumpsuits. We ready? Pens and papers down? All right, question number one. Mark Mothersbaugh wrote the theme song for what kids' TV show on Nickelodeon JL? SpongeBob SquarePants. Sabrina. SpongeBob. Well, I wrote SpongeBob until you said diapers, and then I wrote Rugrats. The answer is Sponge Rugrats. <laughs> the answer is Rugrats. Oh. oh. I thought you said divers, not diapers. Diapers. Yeah, I thought you said divers also. Yeah. I totally heard diapers, and that's why I switched to Rugrats. But I had SpongeBob. No, it is uh, Rugrats. I could have seen them right in both. Yeah. Really? The SpongeBob one? Oh, yeah. 
Question number two. The members of the band Diva wore signature plastic red caps commonly called what, Laura? Helmets. Helmets. Yes. Yes, Mm because that's totally not original at all. No. No. Jail. Topples. Topples. Okay. Sabrina. I put Egyptian skull caps. Egyptian skull caps. (laughs) The correct answer is none of those. It's energy domes. Energy domes. I like Egyptians. Those are good. I really like that too. So they were pyramid shaped. I mean, yeah. Uh, maybe if you were around when Devo first formed, you could have suggested that. <laughs> well, seeing how they're apparently pyramid shaped. <laughs> 1878. 1878. They've been around. <laughs> just uh, they just got their fame in the 1980s, though. So it took them a long time. Late 70s, early 80s. Question number three. The song "Whip It" is featured on what 1980 Devo album, Sabrina? Are we not men? We're Devo. The only album you know. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jail. I attempted to cheat. I wrote Freedom of Choice. Laura? I also wrote Are We Not Men? No, no. Are We Men? No, We're Devo. Because that is also <laughs> the only album as of tonight that I know. That it's the only album you know because Sabrina said it earlier. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I went with that one. The correct answer is the cheating one, Freedom of Choice. Oh, yes. Cheater. Which I believe was their third album. And Are We Not Men, We Are Devo is our first album. Mm. The song Whip It was featured in the 2003 ads for what product? Laura. I put whipped cream. Whipped cream, yeah. yes. Even after he said it's for cleaning? Yes. I stood by my choice. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stand by your choice sometimes, JL. I originally wrote down Cool Whip. Then I changed it to Scrubbing Bubbles. Did you guys not hear the joke in the beginning where I said it couldn't be used? It could not be used for. I did. Okay. Yeah, but that was a, a joke. Yeah, but it's also truth. It can't be used for that. Sabrina. I said a mop. A mop. You're close. Swiffer, uh, wet jet. Oh. oh. Why would you whip it? Because you. Cause it's you have, easy to pick up. Yeah, you fling the mop under the tables and the you chairs. You fling the yeah, mop. Yeah, you fling it. That's why you don't mop the floor in this house. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's also how I got out of mopping the floor at my house. Oh, yeah. yeah. That explains yeah. the yeah. Ban- banana peel out there. <laughs> no, that's because we're playing Mario Kart. In the house. In the house. Question number five. In 1878, Devo appeared on Saturday Night Live wearing what color of jumpsuits? Jail. Yellow. Sabrina. Orange. Laura. I also wrote yellow. Correct answer is yellow. Yeah. Good job. Or good guess. That was totally a guess. I feel orange is rather... Common color I think for a that jumpsuit. Those were my two choices. I just went with yellow because I just remembered an old picture of them wearing yellow. All I can think of is Men at Work who sung the safety dance, and I just that wasn't Men at Work. Who was it? Not Men at Work. Who sang the safety dance? Men without hats. Men without hats. Oh, okay. So that not one. Devo. Not Devo. I confuse any, can any group of men. <laughs> I confuse them all. S S A A E T. That's not Devo. Hey, we can dance if we want to. Leave your friends behind. By the way, this research for this episode came from everybody's favorite source, Wikipedia. ProProofs.com, Harper Simon's Talk Show, ClubDevo.com, and VH1's Behind the Music with Weird Al Yankovic. Thank you. (laughs) I love Weird Al. (laughs) So let's start it off. Hi, I'm Harper Simon. Hold on a second. I'm going to take a drink of water. 
Oh wait, no, no I'm not. Anyway, I'm Harper Simon and this is my talk show. I call it Talk Show. Today I'm taking over Podcast 42 and we're going to talk to Mark Mothersbaugh of Devo fame. Um, hi Harper. What happened to Laura? Oh, long story. Hold on, hold on, let me take a sip of water. No, never mind. I don't need that. Anyway, Devo actually takes its name from the evolution, right? Yes, that's right. Let me go into more detail Can on that. Can you go into more detail on that? Well, yes, that is what I was doing. Hold on. I need some water. Go ahead, then. I don't need any water. Are you sure Laura isn't around anywhere? Oh, sorry. I was just sipping some water. De-evolution is the idea that instead of evolving, mankind has actually regressed as evidenced by the dysfunction and herd mentality of American society. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Whew. Traffic in Central Florida this time of day is horrible, but I'm here. Sorry, Mark. Oh, no worries. Harper was just trying to fill in for you. Oh. Harper! Oh, no, I wasn't. I was just sitting here drinking some water. Harper, what did I tell you about bar- bothering the guests on the show? It's hard to sip water and turn the page. <laughs> that I should stopped. leave them alone? That's right. You should leave them alone. What's your job again? To sip water. Harper! To Oh, to show the guests in the recording room and to ask them if they would like something to drink like water. Yes, Harper. Very good. I'm so sorry, Mark. Oh, no problem. I completely understand. Harper, tell Mark you're sorry. Mm, I'm sorry. And... Harper! Harper, stop that! And... Mr. Mother's Bar of Devo fame, would you like some water? By the way, there's none left. I sipped it all. You know what, Harper? Get out. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, that was so embarrassing. I'm sorry, guys. Are you ready to begin? Um... Sure. Formed in Akron, Ohio in 1973, Diva was one of New Wave's most innovative bands, if not one of its most misunderstood bands. Diva was known for their music and stage shows, mixing science fiction themes, deadpan humor, and satirical social commentary. Their songs feature unusual synthetic instrumentation and time signatures that have proven influential on subsequent popular music, particularly New Wave, industrial, and alternative rock artists. Diva was also a pioneer of the music video. Harper, you're back? That was actually really insightful, though. Please, please get out again. Please. Harper. Devo's most famous group lineup consisted of two sets of brothers. The Mother's... Mo- mother's Balls. Mother, mother's Balls. Mar- That's hard to say. <laughs> <It is. laughs> mother's Balls, Mark and Bob, and the Cassells, Gerald and Bob, along with Alan Myers. I actually replaced the Mother's Bob brother, Jim, on the drums. My drum kit was a regular old drum kit. Not important now, but will be important later. So remember that. Gerald Cassell formed the idea of the evolution of the human race after Cassell's friends, Allison Cross and Jeffrey Miller, were killed by an Ohio National Guardsman firing on unarmed students protesting U.S. military bombing of Cambodia. Gerald remembers. In the spring of 1970, I was what might be described as a smart, political, aware hippie. May 4th, 1970 changed all of that in the nanosecond of gunfire. I was traumatized beyond description. It probably qualified as a nervous breakdown. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Our music kind of echoed this view of society as rigid, repressive, and mechanical. We decided we would seem robotic, 
with jerky movements, sort of like if a bunch of Ken dolls formed a band. Devo also had an obsession with technology and electronics. The group was among the first non-prog rock bands to make the synthesizer a core part of their sound. I met Mark at art school at Kent State University. We actually collaborated on art projects based on Dada and other interwar art movements to create weird takes on agroprop posters, 50s ad graphics, and religious pamphlets before ever forming a band. Gerald, or Jerry as I like to call him, because he looked like a brown mouse to me, was a grad student, and I was a sophomore at the time we met. Some guy was painting graffiti astronauts holding potatoes on the moon all around the school. When I wasn't busy writing acid porn, I was admiring these astronauts holding potatoes. It was brilliant and funny. Imagine an astronaut holding a potato. Can you imagine it? Uh-huh. I think so, um, but wait, what is acid porn? It's porn for robots. Anyway, I really wanted to meet the potato astronaut guy. That guy was me! Jerry wanted me to take some grad art classes with him, so I cheated on the computer-based sign-up and we took classes together. Basically, there was Art Deco and Art Nouveau, and we were going to be Art Devo. Remember, no band at this time, we were just art students. Yeah, like Andy Warhol's art factory, except we actually lived in a factory town. So we were legit factory, not fake Andy Warhol factory. Hmm. Well, the theory of de-evolution was developed with the aid of a book entitled The Beginning Was the End. Knowledge can be eaten. The book said that mankind had evolved from mutant brain-eating apes. After the killing of the student protesters happened, the school shut down classes for a short time. Without any classes to go to, Jerry and I started playing music together. Jerry played bass and I was vocalizing over an early Moog synth, hoping to capture the sound of things falling apart. I had played in a band called 156075. Some people called us the numbers band. While Mark was playing keyboard in a band called Flopsy Bobbit. Our sound was kind of like Flintstones meets the Jetsons, meets Count Chocula meets Dragnet, meets the Jeffersons, and then swings back around and meets the Flintstones again. Wow. Well, the first <laughs> Meet four... the Devo. Are you done? Just the facts, Laura. Just okay. the facts. All right. Well, the first form of Devo, the band was Sextet Devo, which performed at the 1973 Kent State Performing Arts Festival. It was made up of Cassell, Bob Lewis, and Mother's Ball, as well as Gerald's brother, Bob Cassell, on guitar, friends Rod Raisman and Fred Weber. That lineup only happened once. Jim Mother's Ball, who played homemade electric drums, replaced Reisman and Weber. Um, don't forget that I replaced Jim on drums. It's Alan again. Yes, we didn't forget, Alan. We are just going over the history of the band. Okay, I just didn't want you to forget. No one is forgetting. Gosh. The group worked on its sound for several years, releasing a few singles on its own Boogie Boy label. Mother's Ball brought a more humorous feel to the band, introducing them to material like the pamphlet Jocko Homo Heavenbound, which would later inspire the song Jocko Homo. We combined art and music. I dressed in a babyface Mac as Boogie Boy. It symbolized regression. We also used the potato as a lowly vegetable without individuality, and then we would make french fries with it. The band started dressing alike as identical clones with processed hair. The records were full of all sorts of sonic experiments using real and homemade synthesizers as well as toys, space heaters, toasters, and other objects. 
Little known fact, toast tastes better after it's been recorded. I did not know that. Little known fact. Okay, well now we all know. Well, their first two music videos, Secret Agent Man and Jaco Homo, were filmed in Akron and... Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga Falls. Thank you, Ohio boy. No problem. Yes. I wouldn't have known that if I wasn't from Ohio. (laughs) That's true. During our live shows, we would often perform in theatrical characters such as Boogie Boy and The Chinaman. Our shows were often confrontational. Confrontational like it made you think and wonder why you bought a ticket. Yes, just like I'm wondering why we're doing this interview. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Devo's big break came with their score for the short film, The Truth About De-Evolution. This movie won a prize at the 1976 Ann Arbor Film Festival. It just so happened to be seen by David Bowie and Iggy Pop. Got a lust for life! Got a lust for life! Candy, 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 can let you go. Shut up. I love those Devo chaps. I declared them the band of the future and got them a contract with Warner Brothers Records. Ah! I invented stage diving. It was more like stage falling. And I'm the Goblin King. But that has nothing to do with Devo now, does it? Watch this. I'm going to rip out my tooth. I told everyone that I'd be producing Devo's debut album in Tokyo that winter. Except you never did. You ended up filming just a gigolo instead. I helped out on weekends. (laughs) Well, around this time, I was making a film called Neil Young's Human Highway, and I asked Devo to be nuclear garbage man in it. Oh man, take a look at my life. I told them youngsters to write their own parts. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm on helium. (laughs) And they were looking, and they were looking for a heart of gold. And Mark Mothersbaugh scored and recorded much of the soundtrack. Keep on rocking in the free world. Devo got in the studio with me, famed producer Brian Eno. Instead, we recorded their album, Are We Not Men? We Are Devo. It became an underground hit. But what do you expect for the guy who produced awesome bands like U2, Talking Heads, Coldplay? Okay. Well, at least you two and Talking Edge is cool. We received a lot of criticism. Rolling Stone called us fascists. Hi, I'm a reporter for Rolling Stone, and I want to clear the record on that. Uh, we didn't call you guys fascists. We just said you guys were threatening radical and a right-wing authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power and a forcible suppression of opposition and strong regimentation of society and the economy. But not fascists. Never fascists. Come on now. That was chunky. Good job. (laughs) Quit throwing roses at her. (laughs) (laughs) The criticism really missed the point. Devo was attacking conformity and repression, not paying tribute to them. We got paid on Saturday Night Live a week after the Rolling Stone article came out and performed. I can't get no satisfaction. Our take on the song was not really a cover of it, but a correction of it. I will admit it confused not only Mick Jagger, but everyone else. Next in the studio came the sophomore effort, 1979's Duty Now for the Future. It was considered a disappointment by critics. And us as well. We were super disappointed in it. Who's a bad album? Who is? You're a bad album. Bad boy, bad. This is mostly due to our producer, Ken Scott. He basically made us redo the first album's sound. Warner Brothers Records was also unhappy with Duty Now for the Future that they issued an ultimatum to Devo. Hello, uh, I'm a representative for Warner Brothers. Here's the deal, okay? Uh, you guys need a hit, okay? This is not some sort of charity organization, okay? You can do your weird little art thing that you do, okay? But you also have to sell records, okay? 
or you're being dropped from the label, okay? So we needed a hit single, one that would get us on the radio. I suggested we cover the song Lollipop. You know, Lollipop, Lollipop, oh, Lolly, Lollipop, Lollipop. Ba-boom, boom, boom. Well, we could have done that, but then we came up with the song Whip It instead. So we decided to go forward and move ahead with that song. The music for Whip It was crafted by taking elements from four different demo tapes that Cassell had collected. I composed the song break and the main riff with a drum machine from one of Captain Beefheart's drummer's beats. The main riff in Whip It was created by taking the riff used in Roy Orbison's song, Oh Pretty Woman, and changing the ending just a little bit. Luckily, the band put that song on its album, Freedom of Choice, okay? This album saw the band moving in more of a synth-pop direction, okay? Um, MTV was a fledgling network at the time, made the Whip It video a staple of its programming, okay? Uh, the video combined the band's low-budget futuristic look against a down-home farm setting, okay? The video was based on a 1962 issue of Dude magazine that Mark had found in an antique store. I also found in that same antique store a ceramic cow milk dispenser. You know, you put milk into and then tip it and milk comes out of the cow's mouth. Which is weird if you think about it because milk does not come from a cow's mouth. Anyway, the magazine contained a story about a dude ranch where the owner would whip his wife's clothes off. You know, if the milk came out the normal way, it would spill out without tipping it. You couldn't have it come out that way. It has to come out the mouth. It would just flow right out. See, Mark is yeah. just saying it's weird because cows don't right, I understand. regurgitate milk out of their mouth. I understand, right. but the design makes sense because if it came out of its udders like it should. Yes, it, that's but how you cows do. How would you, how would you tip you squeeze the, the udders. Yeah, you would just squeeze, squeeze the udders them. over your potatoes. All right, well, why don't you guys design that? Gosh. Squeeze it. Squeeze it good. Squeeze it good. The video played on the popular misconception that the song was about sadomasochism. Can we have a... <laughs> I think <laughs> what you're trying to say is sadomasochism. That is, but is there a um, synonym to that word we could use? Um, uh, tying you down and beating you up and then having sex with you. I like that. Okay, so the video—the more you know. Yes, (laughs) the video played on the popular misconception that the song was about tying you down and beating you and having (laughs) sex with you. However, the band says it was written as a subtle pep talk for the United States President Jimmy Carter during the 1980s presidential election. The members of Devo supported Carter and feared that he would lose the election. Guess what? He lost the election. Anyone want a peanut? Yes. uh, Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, sure. I'll, over here. I love peanuts. <sighs> Thank you, President I'm Carter. allergic. <laughs> the video. You're allergic to peanuts? Yeah. That's a shame. I love peanuts. Sorry, Laura. Go ahead. You want a peanut? No. I got plenty in my pocket. No more rhyming. Now I mean it. You can reach into it with your hand <laughs> by yourself if you want. Um, No, I'm really good. Thanks. You could whip it. Whip it real good? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you, President Carter. The videos for Girl You Want saw the band performing on a television set in front of a live audience. And in the video for Freedom of Choice, the bands appeared as aliens, but also featured professional skateboarders. Devo's commercial success proved to be short-lived. In uh, 1981, they released the album New Traditionalist, okay? It was darker and more serious, okay? It was not what the public or us wanted from a band that was widely perceived as a novelty act, okay? It seemed like Devo somehow seemed to be running out of new ideas, okay? 
Okay. <laughs> no, that's not okay. Devo's simple, basic electronic pop sound proved very influential, but it was also somewhat limited, and other bands began expanding on the group's ideas. Quite simply, Devo was being out devoed by other bands. After a series of albums that really didn't go anywhere, such as 1984's Shout, okay, and 1988's Total Devo, okay, problems then faced uh, the band when Bob Lewis sued and won against them, okay? Which is not okay, okay? Okay. <laughs> the band called it quits early in the 90s, okay? No! Okay? No. All right. Cassell and Mother's Bob started working on other projects. Co-founder Bob Lewis asked for accreditation and compensation for his contributions to the band. We refused to negotiate and sued Lewis in Los Angeles County Superior Court, saying that Lewis had no rights to the name or theory of de-evolution. I then followed an action in the United States District Court for the Northern District of Ohio, alleging theft of intellectual property. I presented many articles, promotional materials, and documentary evidence, including an interview which Mother's Ball and other band members credited me with developing the theory of de-evolution. Uh, the band quickly settled for an undisclosed sum, okay? By the way, you guys left out a lot of this Devo history. That's kind of what you do, isn't it? I heard your Game of Thrones and SNL episodes. No mention of Arya Stark, no mention of Joe Piscopo. What is wrong with you people? We only mention things that need mentioning, which is why Joe Pisco- Piscopo is never mentioned. I deserve to be mentioned. You were. You're here. Barely. Piscopo wasn't. Mm. True. Not only that, but we ran into a bit of sticky pickle with no one. I actually literally ran into a sticky pickle. Like, who leaves a sticky pickle in the middle of the road? Maybe they were playing Mario Kart. That's insane. And two of the sessions for our album. Oh, no. It's Devo. We tried to use poetry written by Ronald Reagan shooter John Hinckley Jr. as lyrical material. That was Bob's Hold on, idea. hold on. Would you like to be sued again? Because I will sue. I have no problem suing. I once sued an old lady for dropping her handkerchief on the sidewalk. Not only was it an eyesore, but it had a flower on it. And I'm allergic to pollen. I'm also allergic to pollen. I feel your pain. I'm allergic to pollen more. Okay. Well, next, the band made a I will shift. sue you. You know what? You go right ahead. I will allow you to be more allergic to pollen. Thank you. Would you like a Zyrtec? I'm allergic to Zyrtec. <laughs> next, the band made a shift to electronic drums. Okay. Well, there goes my job. Just say bye-bye to old Devo drummer Alan Myers and hello to new drummer David Kendrick and his electronic stupid drums. Hey, electronic drums are not stupid. Listen. Pew, 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 pew. Why do they sound like the blasters from Star Wars? That's electronic drums, man. Sorry, Laura. Go ahead. I don't even know how to follow that. Devo decided to release an easy listening disc in 1987. My microphone's all spitty now. (laughs) Which collected Muzak-style version of fan favorites, originally only used on cassettes sold at live shows. Devo recorded another album of new material, Smooth Noodle Maps, in 1990. Hey, I work for Enigma, and I'm breaking in right here because the history has a lot of testosterone in it. And I mean a lot! So for the tour to support the album, ticket sales were very poor. Also, it didn't help that my company, Enigma, was going bankrupt. You see, we were the ones responsible for organizing and financing the tour. They canceled the Smooth Noodle Maps tour halfway through. Well, yes. 
There just wasn't enough money coming in. So Bob Lewis us, why don't you? The final concert of the tour took place at Perkins Restaurant in Pasadena, California on March 23rd, 1991. It wasn't at a Perkins restaurant. It was at Perkins Place. Or Palace? Palace! I don't know either. They canceled it. (laughs) What did I say? Perkins Restaurant. Oh, sorry. I'm just a wee bit hungry, and I do love those Perkins muffins, especially the blueberry ones with the crystallized sugar on top. I remember watching this. I like those, too. Stop. Oh, God. Do you want to just go to Perkins? Yes. All right, let's go. The gluten. (laughs) (laughs) You know a lot about this Enigma executive and their gluten intake. Yep. She drinks that beer. (laughs) I remember watching This Is Spinal Tap on the tour bus and thinking, that is us. And maybe things have to change. Like, maybe our drummer should explode or something with that electronic drum set. Sounds like he already did. So we kind of agreed from there that we wouldn't do live shows anymore. Mark Mothersbaugh. That's my name. Mark Mothersbaugh started to compose for commercials and soundtracks. I wrote theme music for MTV's Liquid Television, Nickelodeon's Rugrats, Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I wish I knew that answer was in the script ahead of time, and the Jonathan Winters sitcom Davis Rules that I've never heard of. Have you read the script ahead of time? Hey. Can't remember everything. Hey. 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 <laughs> hey. Hey. Giovanni. Good thing this isn't live. <laughs> Think of how great it would be if it was. Oh, God. Giovanni. What do I always tell you, Laura? Long silence. That means it's your line. <laughs> but you kept, <laughs> you kept saying, hey. 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 I thought that's what we were doing. No. Hey. That was your cue. Oh. I don't know how to say Giovanni's last name. Rabisi. Rabisi. Okay. Giovanni Rabisi. What are you doing here? Do you have a Devo story? No, but I have a Giovanni tidbit. Well, this is a very odd place for that. But you know what? I'm going to allow it. Okay. Well, this might be considered more of a fishbowl fact. Fishbowl facts. Which, by the way, I love that bit. I'm so stoked to see you actually use a real fishbowl. That's crazy. Right, right, right. Okay. Giovanni, what's your tidbit? Well... I was in Davis Rules, and... And? I was known as Viovani Ripsies back then. Okay, and? And, and, that's it really. Randy Quaid was in it too. He was known as Sane back then. Well, that's just peachy and has nothing to do with Devo. Thanks so very much, Giovanni. Yeah, 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 anytime. Hey, um, I don't know how to ask, but can I pick out a fishbowl fact at the end of the show? Fishbowl facts. We'll see. Cool. Cool, cool. Giovanni, um. quit doing whippets. <laughs> are, are we done? Cool. Okay. Mother's Ball also played keyboards with the Rolling Stones, programmed for Sheena Easton, and sang back up with Debbie Harry. Because of this success, I opened a production company called Mutatu Musica. I gave jobs to a couple of my fellow Devo bandmates, but not Bob Lewis. You bastard. Well, there's that love again. Jerry Cassell, who directed most of Devo's videos, went on to direct videos for the Foo Fighters, I'll Stick Around, and Soundgarden's Blow Up the Outside World. Even though the band was at a standstill, their legend was still growing. Their songs were being covered by bands like Nirvana, Soundgarden, Superchunk, and Robert Palmer. Hey, I'm not in a band. Robert Palmer is a solo act. What's Power Station then? Okay, 
I was in a band once. Fair enough. Sure, sure. We won't mention Vinegar Joe then? Oh, you're good. You're bloody good. Yeah. Well, the band reformed for the 1996 Lollapalooza tour. Did you know I was dead? Well, yes, we did. Why do you bring that up? Well, I thought if Giovanni Rabisi could spit out useless random facts, so could I. Gotcha. Don't let anyone spurt out random facts. Devo decided to release a CD-ROM game with soundtrack called The Adventures of the Smart Patrol. Um. What, Robert? Um, Why do you keep interrupting? Um, well, I can see where you're going with this nonsense. I can see you are about to give Devo a redemption story. And they are going to record again and put out anthologies and be a big hit on Lollipop whatever. Lollapalooza? Right, right. But I was wondering. Um, um. What? What are you wondering? I was wondering if maybe I could record again. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. No, no, Robert. As you stated earlier, you're dead. But if I record it again, wouldn't that be simply irresistible? Did you just put us through all of that for that one joke? Yes, yes, yes. I'm cheeky like that. Even dead, I'm a cheeky monkey. All right. Well, let's move on, please. In 2001, the Mother's Ball and Cassell Brothers... I'm addicted to Devo. I said we're moving on. No more. In 2001, the Mother's Ball and Cassell Brothers reunited under the name The Wipeouters for a one-off surf release called... Betwing! Thank you. (laughs) Then later, Cassell would introduce his Jihad Jerry and the Evildoer solo project with the album Mine Is Not a Holy War. In 2006, the band teamed with Disney for Dave 2.0, an album that had preteens pre-recorded with classic Devo tracks, although the lyrics were changed to be more family-friendly. That seems like a great follow-up to Jihad Jerry. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does. And ladies and gentlemen, that is a real album and not a Podcast 42 made-up fact. Jihad Jerry? Is a real album. Okay. A real band. Right into Disney. We planned to make a new album in 2007, but only ended up with a downloadable single called Watch Us Work It. We reissued a deluxe version of Are We Not Men, We Are Devo, and Freedom of Choice. And by deluxe version, we mean the same songs, but we added an extra 30 seconds of music to them. Hello. Uh, Kim Van Der People person here with Warner again. Okay. Uh, we decided to re-sign Devo, okay, and sent them into the studio to, re- new, uh, to record a new album, okay? We even started an internet campaign where fans got to choose the album's 12 tracks, okay? Okay. 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 All right. Sadly, though, Bob Cassell died suddenly and unexpectedly from heart failure on February 17, 2014. He was 61 years old. Though Devo's synth-heavy sound often see the band billed as a new wave act, the group really occupies a place somewhere between electronic experimentation and punk. I think we were one of the most misunderstood bands that ever came down the pike because behind the satire, our message was a humanistic one. It's easy for me to say. Not an inhuman one. If there's any interest in Devo now, it's only because it turned out that what was called an art school smart-ass joke this de-evolution rap about man devolving that seems very true as you look around. Well, finally, to end on a high note, on October 9, 2018, Devo's nomination to be induced, inducted, not induced, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was announced. Devo. We are not men. We are Devo. D-E-V-O. Oh. 
I know nothing about Devo. Well, now I know something about Devo. Now you should know a lot about Devo. Yes, especially their names. Fishbowl facts. All right, well, let's get into our fishbowl facts. This is where we have some extra facts on Devo that we actually pull out of the fishbowl. And you'll be very proud of me this week because there was a double fact in the script and I caught it early. All right, well, I promised Giovanni Yay. he could read the first Devo fact. Okay, let me get him. Hey, Giovanni. Oh, thank you. This is cool. I really appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. In 2008, McDonald's released a Happy Meal toy called New Wave Nigel, sporting the signature Devo Energy Dome hat. Hey, did you know I was gone in, I was also in Gone in 60 Seconds? I wish you were gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> with, All right, bye-bye. With the great actor, Nicolas Cage. Okay, no more Giovanni facts. Bye-bye. He's, he's one of my heroes. Bye, Giovanni. Was Jason Statham in that movie? No. Oh, no, that was the Italian job. Yes. Far better movie. I wasn't in that one. What are you talking about? Bye, Bye. Giovanni. Bye. Gerald Cassell is said to be working on a script for Devo the Musical with an aim of taking it to Broadway. You confused me. We went Well, Sabrina didn't start, so I just went... Devo actively embraced the parody religion, Church of the Subgenius. In concert, Devo sometimes performed as their own opening act, pretending to be a Christian soft rock band called Dove, the Band of Love, which is an anagram of Devo. They appeared as Dove in the 1980 televangelism spoof film Pray TV. Okay. <laughs> you seem disgusted by that fishball fact. I was so long just to get to that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you hate the long fishbowl facts. I think all of us do, Chris. <laughs> uh, the power dome hats were designed by the band just because they liked the way they looked. The band is quoted as saying, we kind of looked like Lego toys or something by the time we got those on our heads, and that was a positive thing. I like Legos. When their songs are used in commercials, the band re-records them so they can keep all the performance rights to the song. Mother's Ball was wearing a t-shirt he printed for a rust removal company when Neil Young saw it and used the slogan, Rust Never Sleeps, for the title of his album. Uh, in the lead up to the 2012 presidential election in which Obama was pitted against Mitt Romney, Devo released a song called Don't Roof Rack Me Bro, Seamus Unleashed, and was dedicated to the Republican candidate's former pet dog. Nice. That's our fishbowl facts. Do you want me to do my Neil Young again? <laughs> oh man, take a look at my life. I love like you. I think he sounded more like Kermit the Frog yeah. the first time. <laughs> <laughs> What's sad is I've been working on it so hard. And by working on it, I mean I've been watching Jim and Jimmy Fallon do Neil Young. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, well, that was fun. Uh, well, let's get your thoughts on Neil Young on Facebook. Devo? On Devo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll give my thoughts on Neil Young on Facebook. I was just, I was practicing for when we do the Neil Young show. Okay. When's that? Um, right now. Enough. So let's get your thoughts on Neil Young. <laughs> but let's switch to Devo because we didn't ask you about Neil Young. So local music expert Michael on Facebook says... Uh, Devo's not a joke band at all and he's saying that in response to when I posted what are your thoughts um, one of the things I said is do you think Devo's a joke band he says Devo's not a joke band at all Mark Mothersbaugh is a genius they help shape the sound of alternative music for years to come and their influence can still be heard in bands as recent as Super Orgasm a band I'm not familiar with 
my wife will tell you that. I'm not familiar with super <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> I was going to say something. I was really holding back what... Uh, was it enough sadomasochism? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or as I learned tonight, being tied down, beaten, and having sex with. Yes. <laughs> Which gets you to the super orgasm. Yes. Yes. But do you have to be on whippets to do it? <laughs> A whip it good Makes it real good <laughs> What you were going to say something No I was just going to go back to the whole whip it conversation Okay <laughs> One I don't understand why anyone would ruin the whipped cream <laughs> like, it's, so, <laughs> it's so good I don't understand Because apparently you get a, a short buzz But whipped cream You've never worked in a restaurant where you've gone to try to do the whipped cream And it's been busted Yes but whipped cream I don't understand why you would want to make it so you can't get the whipped cream out. All right, moving on. Okay. Don- you asked what I was thinking. That's <laughs> so what I've been thinking this whole script. Don- that's all you've been yes. thinking? Yes. In all fairness, I think actually once you like flip the can upside down, it just kind of slowly drains out. But yeah. then it's not whipped cream. Yeah, it makes it no good. Whipped well, you have to cream. shake it whipped. more. Whipped. 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 Donna Donna says, I loved them when I was a teen. We always played their music at our school dances. That's what Donna said. Hi, Donna. No comments? Can you dance to their music? I don't know. Only Donna. No, (laughs) we established at the beginning of the show that that is not Devo. Yeah, if, if Herman at work. <laughs> if Donna's friends didn't dance, and if they didn't dance, then that's not Devo. No friends, friends of Donna. <sighs> John says I used to listen to Devo records backwards at forty-five RPM, and they would melt my brain. Who like, said that? John. He did a lot of whippets before he did that. <laughs> <laughs> Al says Devo put on the best live shows, and then Gina says, FYI, Fred Armisen listened or. Uh, Fred Armisen listed Swelling Itchy Brain, which is a Devo song, as one of his top five drumming songs to cover. Which is weird, because if I remember that song, it seems to be like a straight beat. Probably electronic one. How does that go? Okay. That wasn't as electronic as last time. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Hey, listen, I'm an electronic cover band. Where it's just me and six other guys. No instruments. We do all electronic drums with our mouth. It's good. You should listen to it. No? I'll pass. (laughs) I I thought you were pulling out your phone to play it. I was like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) I guess we're going to listen. We're not going to the phone calls. We're going straight to his electronic drum band. Here's my electronic band. Or let's do phone calls on Devo. This is Bruder, my favorite. Gravity beard. Gravity beard. Uh... <laughs> All right, Bruder. <laughs> I like through being cool too. I think that's I like that song better than Whip It. Actually, I like Peekaboo. I wasn't too familiar with Peekaboo until you said that when we were discussing the topic, and then I listened to it. It's not bad. I like it. No. I only know Whip It. And the Rugrats theme song. And the Rugrats theme song <laughs> that I learned today it. was a Devo song. <laughs> no, it's a Mark solo song. Well, still, I know the Rugrats song and Whip It. Because Mark took the path of your buddy Tim Burton, or not Tim Burton, but Danny Elfman, and uh, he does a lot of soundtracks and TV shows. 
he's a composer on his own. Danny Elfman's my buddy. Yeah. I didn't know well, we were friends. Your buddy, oh, you didn't I know? No. Your buddy Tim Burton's buddy. Dennis. Wait, I'm friends with Tim Burton. Your buddy's buddy, Mark Mothers. What I'm saying is, Mark Mothers <laughs> <laughs> took the route of Danny Elfman in a really weird way. Is what I was saying. I was trying to relate it to something you could relate to. Thanks. Unlike whippets. Yeah, because I have no idea still. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Yeah. I bet you couldn't do whippets with Cool Whip. No, you can't. But Cool Whip doesn't taste as good as whipped cream. Because <gasps> it's Cool Whip. Whip. I like Cool Whip. I like Cool Whip. Whip. I will take either. No. I would not complain if Cool Whip we was on my always got pie. Cool Whip. Because I can't do dairy. <laughs> I'm not sure if Cool Whip is dairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Now that I've said that. It's oil. That we always did what? We, my, my mom always bought Cool Whip. Well, the store brand Cool Whip. We weren't allowed cool to have the, the spray can whipped cream. You weren't even allowed the real Cool Whip either. <laughs> it was always the store brand. Oh. Um, but I liked the can because you could squirt it in your mouth. It was fun. And so you were doing whippets. Yeah. No, almost. I just was spraying the whipped cream in my mouth. I wasn't sucking the gas. I was actually eating the whipped cream because it's delicious. Okay. Well, you probably were accidentally doing whippets, which explains a lot about today. <laughs> <laughs> the no. more you know yep, yeah. I will be fixing up the couch For my sleeping tonight Well let's get to the beer JL Beer Cooler It's cooler than you think It's cooler than you think Yeah Alright so how we rate the beer is One through six Six being the best represents a six pack One being the worst it makes sense to everybody in the world except for one human being in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, let's start with you, Sabrina. What do you think? Um, I would probably give it a three. Uh, the more I drank it, it grew on me a little bit. But I also feel that it made me really belchy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't appreciate that. but Okay. I mean, it wasn't horrible. I'm not a huge... Uh, IPA fan, okay. but this is middle of the road for me. It wasn't too bad. Um, okay. I, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. 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 I, I didn't write it. Okay. <laughs> I actually thought you did the Warner executive very well and it Thank wasn't you. as annoying as it could have been. Thank you. Are you trying to say it wasn't as annoying if I did it? No. Okay. I'm trying to say it was. I don't know. You said as it could have been, and I would have been the other person doing the voice. So I feel like you were saying that's not true. It it, could have been me. Oh my god, I'm being womaned. (laughs) Hear him roar. Okay. Speaking of being womaned, Laura, what did you think of the beer? Um, I think it tasted like burnt. I don't know, and it's gross. Um, I'll give it a one since I have to give it a number. Tasted like burnt. I don't know. Yeah, like it was horrible. You know, some of those words you can say on here. It's okay. 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 <laughs> okay. 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 I actually thought it would be horrible. It was. Um, first sip, I was a little scared, but it grew on me the more I drank it. It's kind. Of, it's hoppy. You can definitely taste it. Yeah. But it's got the also important to me clean finish, which is there was no clean finish. It's it got was a, a clean burnt finish. finish. So gross. Yeah, it tastes like burnt. I don't know to me. Yes, too. <laughs> I'm gonna burnt. drink my sweet belchiness. Um, must have been those pine cones that are on the bottle. Mm-hmm. I really liked the 75 minute one that you brought before, but that wasn't an IPA, was it? Yes, it was. Was it an IPA as well? I believe so. It had, but we have a bottle in the fridge. We yeah. can double check. I um, 
I didn't think it was as good as the 75 minute one. That's I'm because it takes less time. It takes less time to drink, so it has to be better. The seventy-five minute one. Yeah, because you can drink it in seventy-five minutes as opposed to ninety minutes. No, it takes less time to make. No, I, I'm thinking it takes less time to drink. I think that's what that meant. I'm going to give this one a four. All right, brew. That was higher than I thought you were going to go after all really? that. You thought it was going to go lower? I thought you were going to go three, like Sabrina. Um, I was thinking three, but no, I think it deserves a four. All right, beer master, what do you think? I like it. Good flavor. Little dryness to it. Uh, that aftertaste is a uh, smooth. Burnt. I feel like there's supposed to be another word after that, but you burped. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it makes you belchy. Yeah, apparently it does, <laughs> Sabrina. But overall, I liked it. But I would give it a five. A five? Yeah. Fun fact, maybe not about the beer, but did you know that 75% of hop development and growth is done in Washington State? Are you reading that off of the bottle? No. Are you just making that up right now? Because no. I didn't see this fact in the fishbowl. Hey, listen. No. You it's a bonus fact. You can't question her. She has a clipboard. I have a clipboard. Therefore, she is right. Did you know that Devo didn't always use an electronic drummer after they got back together? They okay. ended up hiring Josh Fries, who was a session drummer, and he took over for them, and he's one of the best drummers of all time. They did have... That could have been your fishbowl fact, except it wasn't in the fishbowl. Nope. <sighs> yeah, as Bob Lewis would point out, there is a couple members we didn't discuss... They did have some some changes, but it was Jerry and Mark were the were the key, key forces behind them. So they did all the heavy lifting of the band with the roadies. <laughs> was it a heavy lifting of the drums? <laughs> yeah, those electronic those drums. electronic drums. <laughs> I take it you don't like my electronic drum impersonation. I loved your electronic I do, but drum I kind of just want like credits to come flying at me like in the <laughs> Superman movie. <laughs> as you're doing it. <laughs> I was going to give you free tickets to our show Saturday night, but if you're not going to appreciate it, I'll give them to somebody else. Sabrina can go. Wait, our show? We're doing a show. <laughs> no, my electronic drum band that oh. we just use voices and not real drums. I just oh. I described it earlier. Yes. Yes. Were you sleeping through that part? Yes, because okay. I don't think I was scripted, so. She was burping. <laughs> <laughs> she was burping. I was, I was busy belching silently. Well, let's talk about Seat Giant. Let's. Do you like tickets to things? Yes. Yes. Things like sports ball or Broadway shows or electronic acoustic drum performances? <laughs> yes. Maybe things like comedians and rock and roller peoples. Maybe things like my one-man Neil Young show that I do. Yes. Well, Seat Giant has the best tickets to the best things at the best prices. But wait, there's more. Seat Giant also has great customer service. And if you act now, you can use the code PODCAST42, which is one word, at checkout. Save even more money on already great deals. Just visit, or visit, like I like to say, SeatGiant.com in the U.S. or SeatGiant.ca if you're from those places north of the U.S. Okay. Guess what else? What? There's more. <gasps> Ooh, okay. tell us. Well, I hope you really like Podcast 42 because we really do put a lot of time and effort into each episode. But did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? What? What? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just Wait, you can get paid for listening, but we don't get paid for doing it? No, we don't. Okay. We're getting paid right now because we just discovered this free new app called PodCoin that literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. 
The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android and I have a special code for you. Simply use the code PODCAST42, one word just like always, with the numbers 42, and you get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. You guys on the show can do it too. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you get a cappuccino. You can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast, but mostly this podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code PODCAST42. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. I'm downloading it now. Nice. Good job. It's the only way I'll probably ever get paid. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Laura, where can you find us? Well, you... Besides PodCoin. Find us on PodCoin, for sure. But also, you can go to our Facebook group. It's the official Podcast 42 group. Um, We can also email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. That 42 is numerical, 42. If you type it out in words, you will not get it to us. Um, You can also listen to us on Patreon. There we have a lot of the old shows and content that is not on our regular listening, listening places, right? Yep. All right. Also, you can listen to us on anywhere you listen to podcasts like Spotify, Apple Music, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Our website is podcast42show at um, dot wordpress.com. Um, there you can find all a list of all our episodes, our beer guides, and a whole lot more. And we are a, pod, a part of the Podfix network. Yay, Podfix. Yay. Um, so listen to us there. If you ever want to call into the show um, to discuss one of our topics or to give us any thoughts of how you feel, you can call us at 813-708-9717. Just like Sabrina's husband is going to do. Yes. You may want to say that number again because he doesn't listen the first time. All right. 813-708-9717. Did you get it? Can you do it in Spanish? Creole. Um, <laughs> I can you do it in Spanish Creole? I cannot do it in, in Creole nor Spanish Creole. I could do it in Spanish. All right, do it do in it. Spanish. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any final thoughts? No. No. No final thoughts. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I grew to appreciate Devo much later than when they were actually releasing albums. I will say that. Me too, because they weren't releasing albums when I really started listening, because they were broken up because of the lawsuit, and yes. he was too busy composing the Rugrats theme. Do, 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 do. That was almost Simpsons, not Rugrats. Ah, whatever. Oh, man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like All right, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Keep on rocking in the free world. I don't know very many Neil Young songs. I think that's the only Neil Young song. Four dead in Ohio. Which really wasn't him. Well, was Crosby, Steals, Stills, Nash, Nash, and Young was Young in the, was Young in the band when they released know. that? I don't know. That was before my time. <laughs> I don't know. I think Sabrina is selfieing over there. So I think- I'm adding my picture to Podcoin so I can get an extra hundred coins now. <laughs> and then they're going to donate twenty coins to charity to fight childhood cancer. So what about your Starbucks? <laughs> Um, that's what my hundred coins are going for. <laughs> the extra twenty is just a bonus for childhood fighting cancers. Nice. Very nice. Listen to the show and fight cancer. Yeah. Why don't you just use your headshot? <laughs>
I could, but it's not updated on my phone. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. JL Trose. I'm Laura. Bye. Oh, that's nice how you change it at the end from hi to bye. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I would have done that. I would have said hi again, and that would really no well. Sense. That's why I'm the brains <laughs> in this operation. Oh, okay. I would probably just have used Aloha. Then I wouldn't have to change it at all. There you go. Do you think in Hawaii when they're trying <laughs> to get off the phone and they say aloha, they just start talking they again? They know. They know. Do they? Uh, Miss Congeniality says yeah. otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, there. All right, bye. <laughs> Stay fresh, cheese bags. All celebrity voices have been impersonated poorly. All conversations may or may not be 100% accurate as well. We have attempted to provide you with the facts as best to our knowledge with the help of a case of fear, some old man that tells stories down by the river, Wikipedia, and old homemade YouTube documentaries. Do not use anything you heard in this show to write a book report with. You will get a bad grade. A really 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 bad grade. Just like all of our hosts did when they were in school. Music was provided by Kramo. You can find more of his tunes at Kramo.com. This has been a Podcast 42 production. Harper Simon, welcome back to Talk Show. Today we have with us uh, one of the uh, founding members of the band Devo. He's an artist and a film composer and probably one of the most original thinkers in the history of the counterculture. Mark Mothersbaugh, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Was that a comp complimentary introduction? Yes. <laughs> um, can I ask you, um, well, anyway, we're all thrilled to have you here because everybody here is such a Devo fan and grew up with Devo, and um, they were so important to me in my formative years. Can we talk a little bit about the formation of Devo, the early years of Devo, which started a lot earlier than most people I would think, really? actually, in the early 70s? Well, the truth is we are as old as we look. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, um, we were art students. Uh, and I met Jerry Casale at Kent State in uh, the late 60s. 
and we um, collaborated on some a couple art projects first before we. He was a grad student, and I was a sophomore when we met. Uh, and um, he was curious about this guy that was putting up graffiti art around the school of uh, astronauts on the surface of the moon holding potatoes. And he wanted to meet that guy. And, and I'd heard in my English class, I'd heard the teachers complaining about this uh, smart-ass student that was like uh, doing um, acid porn. He was writing acid pornography. And I'm like, what would acid pornography be? I didn't know what that could be. What was I, it? It sounded interesting. <laughs> and so... Uh, so anyhow, so we ended up meeting and talking, and he wanted to know why I was interested in potatoes. And um, it started a conversation and a dialogue, and we ended up um, uh, collaborating on some visual things. And then uh, um, he, um, it was uh, like uh, 1969 by then, and um, 